podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey guys, we're back again. Uh, Boy, it's been rough out there. People are very, very upset. We have a a civil lawsuit uh, that Brian Flores has decided to file and uh, made a lot of accusations towards Ross and the Miami Dolphins, and it is ugly. Uh, With me to talk about it is Daniel Reinhardt. What's up, Finn fans? And Louis Ragoni. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Go ahead, Mike. I sure hope we can hire a coach. <laughs> Lewis, start us off. What are, you, what are your thoughts about uh, uh, this massive uh, 261 data point lawsuit? I, I mean, 261 data points. Um, that would probably pages. take us, what, a couple of days to go through everything? I mean, you know, the, the point is, is that, um, you know, I say this all the time where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So, you know, some of this stuff is hogwash as far as I'm concerned. And some of it's, you know, obviously legit. I mean, some of the accusations in regard to, you know, what Ross did in regard to paying Flores to lose games and, um, you know, the whole situation with um, them conspiring to, you know, maybe bring a quarterback over, tampering, that type of stuff is, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, the fact that it's out there right now, because I'll be honest with you, I mean, you know, we'd be absolutely naive to think that this didn't go on on a consistent basis all the time behind closed doors. But the problem is nowadays you just can't do it. You know, it, it's a different world. And, um, you know, all the things that we, you know, that we didn't know about, it, it, you know, it goes on in the world and politics and everything now. And now it's, it's creeping into, you know, sports and, you know, this type of thing happens all the time. Unfortunately, it's now out there. It's, you know, it's going to become a a bad mess, a bad situation. I don't know if any good is going to come from this at all, to be honest with you. Well, you know, there's two arms to it. There, there's, you know, the alleged racism and there is that whole mess uh, and, and it scopes just about every management position in the league. And right. th- then you have, you know, his, his allegations against, uh, Stephen Ross, right. Which is a completely different story, but it's, it's lumped in with the suit. Right. So, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, if, if Ross, uh, asked him to lose games and offered to give him a bonus for every game that he lost, you know, of a hundred thousand dollars, that's wrong. Yeah. That's the only way I can say it. That's wrong. That should not happen. And, and then you had, uh, I guess it was uh, the, the guy that used to be in Cleveland, Hugh Jackson. He said uh, that the same thing happened with him in Cleveland, you know. Right. 
they can't be doing this because that you are when you do that, you are messing with the integrity of the sport. I mean, it's one thing to say, all right, we're not going to give our best effort because we're we're doing what the Colts did and and tanking for Andrew Luck. Fine, do it, but you can't you can't pay people to do it. Right, right, one hundred percent. Go ahead, Is, Daniel. I wanted to ask just. I just wanted to ask a quick question. Do you think that there's a chance that this $100,000 bonus thing was Ross saying, hey, I know this season is going to be tough. We've traded away a bunch of players. It's not going to be a successful season for you. So because of that, every time there's a loss, to help make this easier on you, I'm going to give you $100,000 for every loss the team has this year. Uh, To me, that's criminal. You know, and I don't mean legitimately criminal, but to me, it's criminal. I I don't think that's how you should run your business when you, when your main objective is to win. Yes. If I'm the that's coach true. and I'm, I'm in Flores' saying... shoes, I'm doing everything I can to win every game I'm a part of because that that goes on my resume. What I'm asking is, is there a chance that what he was doing was not? Now, if he was saying, if he's not saying, I'm going to pay you to lose. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a bonus because I know it's gonna be tough, and we've traded away well, these. But players. that wasn't it. Their goal was to tank, and and he made it clear to Flores that you know I need, I want you to do this, you know, and then Allegedly. instead of just saying I want you to do it, he's saying I'm gonna give you money to do it. Right. Um, why we're on this subject in regard to that scenario? Okay. Here's the problem that I have with this, guys. Okay. This is Flores' first season as a head coach, and he's presented this situation, Yep. right? You have an opportunity, whether you want to do it at that point or you want to do it at the end of the season to walk away, okay? Yep. You go into season two, and you have a situation where you're not necessarily agreeing with decisions that are made, right? Right. You have to question every decision that is made at that point. Right, exactly. So you've already, I mean, basically management has already put you in a bad position, okay? Now, you have an opportunity to walk away from the situation and say, hey, listen, I'm resigning. I don't particularly like what was presented to me. Yeah, philosophical differences or whatever you want to say. And I'm done. And you move on and you go on to another, go to another organization, whatever the case may be. No, he stood. Now, in week in season two, okay, there were issues in regard to personnel decisions, in regard to the whole quarterback yep. situation yep. between Tua and Fitzpatrick. And again, at the end of season two, you have an opportunity to walk away once again. You do not. So now, after three seasons, and you get through a third full season, you get fired, and now you decide to come out with all this nonsense. That's where my problem lies because you had opportunities. If you're so righteous and so against this type of thing, the minute that it was presented to you, you should have came back and said, what the hell did I get myself into? Now, I don't know what took place in regard to the meetings when they hired Flores because maybe he was presented a very different situation in regard to what Greer and Stephen Ross presented when they sat down with him and they interviewed him. And basically once he was hired, you know, they then put him in this other position where they wanted him to lose football games. To me, there's just, 
there, there's just too much nonsense here, okay? It's like, it, it really is like a soap opera because Flores, if he wanted to be so righteous, where he's at, he's at that point right now, three years into coaching this football team, that's where my problem lies with him. And I'm not saying he's, you know, he's not telling the truth. What I'm saying is it took him three years of sticking with these type of individuals in this organization when he could have walked away from it at any point. Okay. And yeah, maybe he would have had to go and become a coordinator again for a while, but wouldn't you rather do that than to deal with what you've dealt with when it comes to this type of situation? Well, not, not only did he stick through those three years, but it sure appears like he was keeping files on all of these things and preparing for this day. Because as detailed as this lawsuit is, and as much information as it holds, and as quick as it has come out after the Giants the Giants debacle with Dayball and Flores, there's a, a lot of information in this. So, quickly, right. That very came quickly. quickly. Yeah. So has he been stacking this information, expecting this day to come? And if so, why the heck didn't he get out before? Right. There's other, you know, there's 31 other teams. And, um, you know, after what he did in season one, you know, to where we won a lot more games and he kind of turned the team around in the second half of the season, I'm sure there would have been people that, that would have been more than happy Look, he was him. he was After a coach of the year two, candidate. He right. was a coach of the year candidate for not only you know the the betting market, but also other GMs and coaches around the league. The bottom line is he took it. He he got smacked in the face over and over again, and sat there and took it instead of just walking away from it. Because again, the decisions, and it's quite obvious now that the decisions came from upstairs in regard to season two where, you know, he was, uh, they were cruising along and it looked like they were going to make the playoffs and then they made a quarterback decision in the middle of the season. I'm sure that came from upstairs and I'm sure it was something he didn't necessarily agree with. So, you know, again, at the end of that season, if it was up to me, I would have said, you know what, screw this, I'm done. It's really hard. I I can't deal with this stuff. It's really hard to judge him on this one way or the other because, uh, he didn't leave, but then also, on the other hand, you could look at it as being loyal to the fan base he was hired to help turn around a team for, being loyal to the players on that team that he was coaching up. He was a good coach. Regardless of anything else, he was a good coach, and he cared about that team. He cared no about question. those players. Well, so it's yeah, really hard to put him still in one camp or the other. The, go ahead, Mike. What, they're still that? coming out and uh, having his back, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so are some coaches now, too. So. Yeah. It's really hard to put him on one side of the fence or the other, rather blaming him for staying or saying that he was loyal. You know, you can't really, I can't say that I have, uh, I, I have a clear picture of what I should think of him on one side or the other. That no, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I blame Ross. I, I flat out blame Ross yeah. because he never should have put the coach in that position. Well, of well, course so. Times. Of course. That, that, that goes without saying, but. Mike, we all have decisions that we can make in life, okay? And there's a wrong and there's a right, okay? And when you're, when you're being asked to do something that's beyond wrong, I mean, I, I, you know, it, it goes against all the principles of, of sports in general. Sure. I mean, forget about life. 
you know, uh, you throw life into the mix and it, it, you know, and forget it. You know, you're over the top with this thing. It goes against what's right and what's wrong. And, and you stick with the, with people that are above you that are asking you to do stuff like that. I have a problem with it. There's I a really possibility. do. There's I a mean, possibility you know, that, um, you're compromising yourself, period. Yes, That's yes. the bottom line. He Go ahead, have, Daniel. He could have also felt like this was going to be his only opportunity because of the numbers that you see posted in the lawsuit. Yeah, I agree the, with that. The lack of opportunity that is stated in the lawsuit and just that we've seen over the years. And it's so tough to walk away from and, that. So and, if he's walking away from an opportunity just, I mean, because of what's happening, he could be walking away from his last one. And it... You know, that definitely could be the case at this point. I'm going to debate that because at the, sure. end of, at the end of season two, after he did the job that he did in season two, where this team was basically on the brink of a playoff berth, right? They were what, 10 and six? What, what, what did we finish in season yeah, two? Yeah, 10 were. and six. <laughs> 10 and six. I guarantee you there would have been opportunities for him because he turned the team around in two years sure. with a, you know, with, with, I mean, basically they would have a probably a quarterback. Yes. Exactly. That's You're right. So he would have had opportunities. Trust me. You're if, right. If people in the league are smart, he could have walked away and he would have gotten an opportunity. But, so, but who's to know, say but, that his character wouldn't have been assassinated the same way it was when he, when he got fired this year. Well, as and he used said, to say that he wouldn't think that that was going to happen. As he, yeah, he said in his interviews, Daniel, not to cut you off, that I believe there's good. You know, I believe there's good in people. So if you believe that way, then you're going to believe in the fact that, listen, this is wrong what they did. I'm going to go to another organization where I think they do the right things. And that's that. It's as simple as that. You don't, you don't compromise yourself over the fact that you may not get another job. It's, I, don't, I don't think you do that. You're basically telling me that this guy now, because of, because of the fact he got fired, now feels that it's more important than it was before he got fired. Hey, I'm making the money. I don't want to go elsewhere. You know, that's more important to me than you know, compromising myself. Well, and I don't agree with it. I, I understand that you don't. There's, there's something to be said as well as the way we evolve as people. And the way we evolve our principles and the things that we're willing to stand up to and stand up for, there's a possibility that he wasn't ready to do that and didn't have that evolution of personality yet. And, and now he has. And it's so hard. Like I said, it's so hard to judge him one, one way or the other. Do I think that it would have been better for him to stand up for his principles and, and walk away when asked to do this the first time? Yeah, probably. But maybe he wasn't there yet in his evolution. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get fired at the end of this season, does he come out with all of this? No, no. He's still working. Exactly. That's my point. So, I, you know, go ahead. No, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't know that we can say no for sure, but well, I, listen, I would what, definitely lean that way. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. When he was terminated, they, they assassinated his character. I yes, mean, they, yes, they, they went were. after him. And, Dead uh, wrong, yep. You know, so I, I think that was probably part of the fuel that drove him to really throw the team under the bus. Yes, and rightfully so, right? Yeah. Well, and in and in hindsight, the whole the whole league now. Yeah. The whole well, if now. you're going to do it, you're going to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so that's where we are now. Uh, I agree, though. Get, this is definitely on Ross. 
110 percent it starts there and it just trickles down i mean his little sidekick there that's still up there as the gm no i mean is involved in all of this too period i mean there's no ifs ands or buts about that and basically he should be fired and ross should be forced to sell the football team and you know, I think if you punish the organization as a whole, you take away draft picks, which is a very good possibility at this point. Um, you know, an owner that's coming in has to deal with something that he had nothing to do with. So I think, you know, this is my opinion, and I don't know if this is even a possibility, but I think that the NFL should basically force him to sell the football team as quickly as possible and call it a day and move on from from all of this and not punish them as a whole because any any owner that's going to come in right now is going to have to deal with something that he had no control over and i think that that's a travesty in itself the players that are on that football team that are under contract right now are going to have to suffer due to a mistake that he made i don't think that's fair to the organization I think that Ross, again, should be, he should be fined money and he should be forced to sell the team and see you later, buddy. And that's it. I don't disagree with that. It's going to be hard on, on the team, on the fans, on the franchise's future. If the franchise is punished with draft pick compensation, let me, let me read something. This is in an ESPN article that, that basically goes through the whole thing. And, um, they ask a question, uh, what, what could possibly happen to Ross? And the answer to that question is this. The NFL has issued discipline to multiple owners in recent years by fines and suspensions. It's drawn well-deserved skepticism for its relative leniency and lack of transparency behind the preceding investigations and ultimate punishment, most recently with the commanders and owner Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. whom the NFL said would uh, cede day-to-day operations of the franchise to his wife, Tanya, for an unspecified period. The team was also fined $10 million. The big question is whether the NFL would force Ross to sell the franchise. We can never say never, but there is no precedent for it in modern league history. Formal, former Carolina Panthers owner Jerry Richardson sold his franchise in 2018 amid allegations of workplace misconduct. But he wrote at the time that the decision was his own. Right. And it, now th- it could be written that the decision was his own. But right. They, m- they may have forced him out, Mike. I mean, we've seen that of course. behind closed, door- of course. closed doors. Listen, say that, you know, you just wanted to sell the team, you want out, you're done with it, and you go out gracefully, and that's it. You know, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I will say this, because of all this whole situation, I know it hasn't been done before, Mike, but they may just use Ross as, a, you know, as the example at this point to say, hey, look, you know, unfortunately, bad timing for you, buddy. You know, all of these other allegations are coming out. We have to use you as an example and, you know, we're going to force you to sell the team. Now, he may counter sue, whatever the case may be, but if in fact he's found guilty of all this stuff, then they've, they've got grounds to definitely force him to sell the team as far as I'm concerned. And I think you know? the possibility that of that has grown now because of the eyes on sports gambling. Sports right. gambling is becoming legal across the country, state by state. So throwing games or purposefully losing games, uh, it affects 
I mean, it affects every team, but it the capital involved in that right now is something that the NFL really can't they can't mess around with. So they can definitely I mean, use him as an example. They can't turn a blind eye to it. They've, they've no. got to deal with it. And, exactly. Uh, the question is how they're going to deal with it, but they've right. got to deal with it. Absolutely. I think that they are going to deal with it in a way that it hasn't been dealt with before because it's, it's egg in their face in a lot of different ways. If Flores has the proof that he says they, that he, he says has, he does. then I, I tend to agree with that. And there's been a lot of fans that have been calling for Ross to, to go away for a long time. This is yes. going to make a lot of people happy. I mean, frankly, right? Yep. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving its new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21-plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Yeah, I think the fan base, Mike um, and Daniel, uh, definitely would be more than happy to see Ross go bye-bye. Um, I know I'd be happy at this point. I mean, there's just too much nonsense. I mean, you know, it's just one thing after another. I mean, between Watson and now, you know, this whole thing with Brady and, you know, it, it, there's just too much crap. You know, we all talk about Belichick and all the, you know, the, the shady things that he's done over the years. Well, you know, I mean, is this any better, if not worse? I mean, you know, and, you know, we were very down and out on them. Uh, you know, they, they won doing all those type of things, tampering or whatever the hell it was that they were doing. You know, we always accuse Belichick of getting some kind of edge one way or another, whether it was cheating or not. The bottom line is we've been a losing organization since Ross has been here. So, you know, he, you know, his methods obviously aren't working in any way, shape or form. And even if they were, you know, I, I wouldn't agree with any of this stuff. Even if yeah, we won the Super Bowl, you know, I don't want to like win it. that way. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. And um, you know, it, it's really sad because it's it. You know, our organization, you know, wasn't getting a lot of respect to begin with, and just just you know, this is just icing on the cake, wooden the fire, whatever expression you want to use. It's just not good. What else isn't good is the Rooney Rule, right? Yep. 
it forces teams to interview people that they might not necessarily be interested in interviewing. And I really think that's unfair to the people that are being brought in for the interviews. Uh, I would not want to interview <laughs> for somebody who I know is not going to hire me. Right. Right. It serves no purpose. So they got to fix that. I don't know how they're going to fix it, but they've, they've got to fix it. You well, can't. Daniel. Sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. I'm going to say they're going to fix it with the Flores rule. They're, <laughs> they're going to they're going to make it so these coaches are trained correctly to come up and become head coaches. Right? Well, that was in a lawsuit, yes. It's one of the things yeah. he would like to see happen. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm sure yeah. he had help uh, designing this because I'm sure this is not all Flores. This is probably stuff that these people have been working on. And when I say these people, I'm talking about the Players Association. Right. I mean, you know, the rule in itself to me is, you know, it's like you mentioned, Mike, I think it's ridiculous because, you know, we did a show last week, right, where the three of us chose, you know, what head coaches we would prefer mm -hmm. to come here, right, with Daniel, right? The three of us did it last week and, you know, we had our three top choices and whatnot. And, um, you know, past those three, I was having a really, really hard time in regard to anybody else. Now, Leslie Frazier was on my list. Okay. He's black. I didn't have another coach that I would have even thought about interviewing in regard to coming in as a head coach, unless my first three choices were not available when it was all said and done. But this rule forces me, if I'm the owner or I'm the GM, to bring in a second black head coach simply because of his color. A yeah, guy which that is what they call a sham interview. Exactly. And and because it's dictated in that sense, you have to do it. So you can't sit there and say, well, you know, it's 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 horseshit when in fact the whole rule is horseshit, you know, yeah. because of what's going you can't go in what I'm saying is you can't go in and complain about the fact that it's it's a horseshit interview when the rule is horseshit. It yeah. it's 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 nonsense because yep. I totally we, agree. We so, talked about this, Mike, the, the fact that, um, you know, they know going into the offseason who they're targeting, right? There's two, three guys. 80% you know, of the time, they know who they, they know want who before they, want. they ever ask anybody. Exactly. Go ahead, Daniel. You were going to say something? I was just going to say, to add to your point, when Flores was hired, and you can go back and listen to the podcast, I was pounding the table for Chris Richard. Right. Chris Richard is a minority candidate. And, right. he's, and he does have a resume that I liked. And it's clear. I mean, Richard is even mentioned and named in the lawsuit as well as right. a guy who has not got the opportunity to be a head right. coach. I think the Rooney rule idea Look, is a only good idea. Openings, you know? I think exactly. it's a good idea. I think that uh, minority candidates deserve their shot. I think it, it doesn't eliminate the problem, though, as to how they are earning their shot, how they have been allowed to, to garner the experience that, that gets them that shot. Because we can bring in whoever we want to follow a rule, but if the person we're bringing in doesn't have the experience factor that somebody else does, it doesn't matter. So I, I think the idea is great, but the execution hasn't been. I, well, listen, of course they deserve... Go ahead, Mike. You were going to no, say something. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, of course they deserve the opportunity, if they deserve it. 
Right. It, it shouldn't matter right. what, what skin color they are. I mean, if Flore, Flores was brought in here because he deserved that opportunity, not because he was black. I mean, I, you know, I don't look at it that way. I would hope that a GM doesn't look at, look at it that way. And I would hope that an owner who is trying to win football games and trying to make his business more valuable when it, when it comes down to selling it, whatever the case may be, these are businessmen. And if they're looking at the color of somebody's skin, when they choose to hire somebody who may be better qualified or put them in a better position to win football games over the course of a season, I, you know, I think that's absurd. I mean, if you have that in your, in your mind frame, then you're never going to be successful as a business person. You, you hire the best qualified people. And, and that's, how you, that's how you go about this, period. Color should not matter whatsoever. And if it is happening, then it's a travesty. It truly is. And it's bad business. And you're never going to be a successful businessman if that's how you're approaching it, by hiring people of a certain color of skin. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, I mean, you know, the stats tell us that this is happening, you know, when you look at the numbers. But, you know, I think that it always boils down to who they feel is the most qualified at that point. And maybe a lot of these black coaches, for one reason or another, just aren't to that point yet. You know, I don't know when, when Flores got hired, I definitely was not on board thinking that he was the most qualified candidate we had interviewed. Right. You know, I think Chris Richard had a much better resume just right. as an example. Right. It ended up being that, that Flores was a really good coach and a leader yes. of men. And it, that's pretty clear. Right. You know, so I think they made a good choice at the time, but it wasn't the one that I would have made based on resume. And I think that goes back now that you can take that back to the point that more minority candidates deserve opportunities, even if their resume doesn't say that they've earned it yet. They need to earn it. Everybody needs to earn it. Every coach needs to earn it. But giving them the opportunity is the key. And that's what this whole lawsuit is about. You know, sometimes you have intuition about somebody and you just feel like this person, they might not have the qualifications of the guy next to him. But you have intuition after speaking to them that he's going to do a better job. Yep. Yep. That's life. Yep. You know, uh, these interviews, when they're forced on teams, it's got to make the people being interviewed uncomfortable. And, you know, he brought up the example of Elway being drunk and not prepared, you know, for the interview. And he sat quietly when everybody else was engaging. And, you know, maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But I can understand him being on the defensive, you know, because he, he's he's not taking he's not being right. taken seriously. Exactly, and that that to me is just as bad as not interviewing him in the first place. Well, Mike, yeah. is that is that any better than them? You know, uh, basically him going in and then you know playing gaslight with him. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, if I go in and they're blowing smoke up my yeah, ass, same thing. And I come out of there yeah. and say, you know what? I it's mean, not legit. It, this isn't legit. I mean, it, it's one thing or the other. You know, I mean, when you go into a situation, I think you have a pretty good idea of whether you're going to have an opportunity or not have an opportunity. There's always guys that, you know, you're going to look at and say, eh, this guy's got to be the favorite to go here or go there. 
you know, whether it's the GM, whether they have experience with one guy or another. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into this. And again, you know, I think that, you know, when it comes down to hiring, you know, head coaches, whether they're black or white, I think it always boils down to, you know, who they feel is going to do the best job. I mean, you know, you go back and you look at some of the guys that have had a few opportunities. You know, Herm Edwards comes to mind. You know, Dungy, the minute he got fired, he got rehired. Jim Caldwell. I mean, you know, Marvin Lewis, how many years was he in Cincinnati, right? I mean, oh, sure. Lovey Smith, same thing in Chicago. I mean, they, they gave these guys uh, – Dennis Green. Remember Dennis yeah, Green in Minnesota? You know, they got close to the Super Bowl, didn't do it. He went over to the Cardinals. I mean, these guys were all really, really good coaches in yeah. the NFL. And they had second opportunities. You know, I you know, I think there's just too much being made of this. And, you know, Archell's another one. You know, remember he coached the Raiders. They didn't do all that well. Tomlin's been around forever. They've been successful over year in and year out. You know, there's other examples. Look at Mike Singletary, right? You thought that he would be an excellent head coach. He failed in San Francisco. Jim Caldwell. There's 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 numerous, numerous guys here that had opportunities. Some of them were successful. Some of them were not. You know, it, it is what it is. I mean, but to say that, you know, these guys are basically saying, hey, you know, uh-uh, we're not giving these guys opportunities because of the color of their skin. Uh, you know, it, it just, to me, it's, I think that it, there may be, you know, in, in some, you know, in, in some situations that may be the case, but I think the majority, it's not the case. I just don't. Well, I, I, just I don't tend to it. agree with that. I don't think anybody is excluding people intentionally, you know, based on the color of their skin. I just don't think that's happening. Right. But I'm not sitting in on those interviews. So, you know, I'm not really the best person to ask, but. And the problem you know, with I mean, that is exactly what he points out in the lawsuit is if you go back through the history of the NFL and uh-huh. how hard it has been for minorities to break through, then there's a uh, you know there's a history. There's uh, a good old it. boy network. So and and that's where where the, he's at with it, and it's so hard, you know, as as middle aged white men for us without having ever been discriminated against to say that, you know, it's so hard to do. Well, look, I, you know, I can't walk in a black man's shoes. It's impossible for me to do. Right. Uh, None of us, obviously. Right. Yeah. Right. So yes, you're right. Um, but that doesn't mean we haven't been discriminated against, you know, uh, it, it does happen sometimes through life and that's, that's life, you know, um, you move on, but, uh, in the NFL, you don't expect it to happen. It's a multi-billion-dollar business. Exactly, and I mean, come on, they should be, you know, with with the amount of players that they have. I mean, listen, I mean, and you know, th- this may sound somewhat racist, but I'm not trying to come across that way. When when the majority of your players are are black, right? You know, seventy percent, Mike, you mentioned. Yes. Okay, if if you're a GM or you're a, you're a uh, an owner, wouldn't you think that, you know, they'd probably relate to the black players, you know, better if, if there's a head coach relating it to them rather than, you know, a, a little white guy like a McDaniel, you know, just dictating to them or what, or Gase or somebody to that effect. Right. 
I mean, I don't know what their thought process is in regard to that. Well, I but, think you're probably right. But I mean, you know, look, I mean, at, look at the support Flores had. Right, Absolutely. Flores. Flores had a lot of support, you know, from from everybody involved. And you know, it, it to me, it's just it's like over the top. I mean, Flores is going to have a very hard time when he was in fact hired, you know, as a minority, yeah. and he had an opportunity here to coach. But yet he's saying that this type of thing goes on. Okay, that's fine. Yes, they do bring you in for interviews and they're token interviews. I get all that. But that's because a rule was put in place. I mean, that forces it. You know, that forces them to do that. And you got to understand that going in to these things. You know, circumstances, you know, if Flores is that good of a coach. He's going to get another job. Yeah, That's they, the way they need I to find feel. a better way of of um, promoting diversity because uh, I don't think the Rooney Rule works. No. I've always been uh, proud of the Dolphins as an organization because of their commend, commitment to diversity. You know, I mean, regardless of what we have to say about Chris Greer, we were the only team to have a minority head coach and GM. You know, and and that's something to be proud of, and it and it sucks that. We are the ones who released Flores, and now he's this flurry is coming yeah. directly after that. But yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, let me, it's very let me, uncomfortable. Let, let me tell you what has come about. You know, which is interesting in regard to Mister Mister Greer is the fact that they're saying that he's stuck around this long because he is simply black. Right now, I've heard those comments and. If that's, that's in a fact sad the case, comment to make. then that's just as bad, right? Have you not heard that, Mike? That the reason that he wasn't let go is because yeah, Ross I, felt I did that hear that that he, he fired both. If he fired both of them, as, as yeah. you know, because they are it black, would look bad. it would look bad, and <laughs> that's the only. Re- that's one of the reasons it, Greer Ross is still doesn't around. have to worry about things looking bad. He does fine on his own. Well, <laughs> now, yeah, with with all this, you know, I mean, this is this, you know, again, this is just uh, icing on the cake. I did not um, hear that, but it makes. It makes a oh, little no, bit of sense because no, we how sensitive it. we are. It was it was printed. It yeah. was printed, yeah. exactly. I've read it in a couple different places. Yep. And, um, you know, if in fact that's the case, then, you know, that's not a good thing either. You know, you're, you're holding on no. to somebody simply because the color of his skin. I mean, listen, Greer, you know, we, we know his failures, right? I mean, in my opinion, I don't care if he was yellow, you know, the guy <laughs> or pink. The guy has not done a good job here. He needs to go. If we had another black GM and come in and do a great job, why would I care? Who cares? I don't care what color he is. It's hard to stand on that ledge when he really did have a good draft last year. That That's the problem with criticizing Greer because everybody is looking at that last draft. But I yeah. think you have to look at his work in totality. Yeah. And uh, you're supposed to hire, promote, keep, retain all of that stuff based on merit. You know, yeah, and, sure. and it's hard. It's hard in the and how sensitive everything is right now to to say that he was kept for a reason other than merit. But it's clear to us as fans that his, as you just said, the totality has not been up to par. By no means. You no, know, we all agree on that. And, and you know, I'm not picking on Greer. You know, his results speak for themselves. We've all kind of picked on Greer. It's okay. Uh, but it's up. It's merit based. It's deserving. Yeah, I, I would mean, have rather might, they kept Flores. Even, very much e- so. Even later, exactly. Even last year's draft, Mike, you said that yeah, it was a decent draft, but it could have been better. 
Yes. I mean, you know, we're and looking at again, it in hindsight. Yes, we're going to do you know a show going forward as to what we could have done and what we did do. And I can assure you that if we went a different route in this year's draft, we'd be in a better position than what we are now. With far better, it, far better, exactly yeah. in regard to what he did. So you know, yeah, we got some good football players, but we could have had a lot of pieces in place going forward for the next four or five years that would have been just rock solid stud players. And, yep. uh, you know, there's some question marks. So, you know, even last year's draft, as good as it was, you know, we could did land better. some good, could have been better. I'm Absolutely. not sure I'll ever get past the Austin Jackson pick. I just don't know <laughs> if I'll ever get past it. Yeah. The, um, well, he, he's doing more than Nick Bonagany is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Dad, no, he's no, getting uh, on the field and he's starting. No exactly. more, no so, more for him. Yep. So, what else do we have, Mike? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, we're still looking for a head coach. We so, didn't touch uh, on the Belichick Giants thing. You know, you guys want to touch on that real fast because I have a thought that that I don't think has it. really been discussed about it. And it, I think obviously everybody is pointing to Belichick saying. Oh, he's he's super nasty. He did this on purpose. He hates the Giants. I kind of have a feeling or a thought. So first of all, I don't think he did it on purpose. But I also kind of think that it's a possibility that he's seen Joe Schoen being hired as the GM up at New York and just assumed that that meant Dayball would get the position because they have that relationship already. Look, all you have to do is read the text. You can tell it was an honest mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it seems like everybody thinks, and Flores thinks that Belichick had already been told that Dable had the position. But I think it may have been an even deeper mistake that Belichick assumed he had the position because Joe Schoen was being hired. Yeah, it's possible, but it sounded like he knew it. And this also sounds like the turning point of this entire thing. I mean... It, listen, e- even if Belichick did know, you know, us as fans had a pretty good idea that he was going to land there. Yeah, right? I said it I last mean, week. You know, I exactly. said it last week. Exactly. You said it last week. More than likely, he's going to wind up going yeah. to the Giants. And in fact, he did. So, I mean, it's like, you know, who cares? You know, great. You know, you, you got brought in there and you were interviewed and they already had in their mind basically who they wanted and they went through the motions and that's that you're going to bitch and moan about that forget it It'd be happy that you at least were brought in because there's a lot of other black <laughs> coaches that could have been brought in right you know as they wanted to hear what you had to say okay great that's better than you know some of the other the op- some of the other black assistant coaches in the league or guys that are not coaching at this point didn't have that opportunity right? At least you had the opportunity. I understand what he's saying to some extent, but as we talked about it well, earlier. It's, it's pretty clear to it's me. It's predetermined. It's pretty, pretty clear to me, want. and I think, I think we can all agree that there are some brilliant minority minds that are in this league that need opportunities. Hopefully, For sure. hopefully this doesn't destroy the NFL. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, they, they've obviously got the lawyers to handle it, but Hopefully this is handled correctly and the future of things like the Rooney rule are handled correctly and, and we can get some They've of those brilliant minds in, in positions that, that help the NFL grow. Listen, they, you know, they, th- these coaches 
have to put themselves in a position to where they can't be denied a position, right? You know, the Tony Dungies of the world, even Herm Edwards, you know, he coached, what, two or three different teams in the NFL. All the guys I mentioned, Dennis Green, you put yourself in that position. You're successful. You don't get over the hump. You get, you know, you get fired and you get hired by somebody else. I mean, me and Mike were talking earlier, Daniel. Marty Schottenheimer was in the championship game with the Cleveland Browns year in and year out. And he just couldn't get over the hump. He got fired. He went to Kansas City. He got fired. He went to San Diego in the end. He had three different jobs. He was white. I mean, this is what happens. These guys have to put themselves in that position, and they will have that opportunity. It's got to be earned. Agreed. But you have to have the opportunity to get the job in order to, you know, keep it. So... You know, it's it's a tough thing. Uh, I am not a fan of the Rooney Rule. I don't think it works. I think it does nothing but cause division. I yeah. totally agree. When you start doing that type of stuff, it's like you're basically saying, well, you know, we have to get some black guys in there for, you know, black coaches in there to be interviewed. It's like, no, you know, it shouldn't even, you shouldn't even be thinking on those terms. Nope. You sh- it should be just a blanket deal, and that's it. This is one of the biggest organizations. In- Forget about this country in the world, the NFL, and they can't you know, figure it out? Seriously. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think there is any figuring out to this. I think that you hire the best available person, and if you're not doing that, then you're doing yourself an injustice, period. Yep. That's it. Yep. As an organization, if you're looking at the color of somebody's skin, you're, look, you're doing your organization an injustice. Absolutely. Now, <clears throat> you know, with that being said, um, getting, getting into our situation, Mike, before we go, because we haven't talked about this at all in regard to our new head coach. I mean, this, listen, we had a shit show here to begin with, right? And this is, you know, I, I use this expression. We got a shittier show time. now, right? We got, yeah, we Not got us more. As a we podcast. got more. We got more shit in the toilet here. We have a a situation now to where somebody that's even considering coming here, are they seriously going to walk into this with these allegations in regard to the owner and, you know, and all these other things that have come about at this point? It's going to be a really hard sell. It was to begin with. It It was to begin with. I said this last week. Now you throw all this on top of it. Oh my God! It's like this is the this is the last place I'm even thinking about coming to. Well, I, unless I definitely ahead. disagreed with you prior to when you were talking about Miami being one of the lower end destinations on the coaching opening market, but I have definitely shifted that now. I mean, it's got to be this. This makes it a lot tougher to find somebody who wants to come in, and just hopefully we find the like, you know, we say it all the time. Hopefully we find the right guy. Hopefully, Look, it's, it's going to make bringing side. in free agents tougher. It's going it's to make everything tougher. The whole nine yards. Yep. But Daniel, what has changed other than the fact that some more things have come to light? I mean, all of the Those reasons, things. well, all of the reasons were there, though, in regard to management, in regard to ownership. It was there. This is just more stuff that they're adding into the mix. <laughs> yep. That's why I said it was going to be difficult last week for all the same reasons. That it is this week, but only to a greater extent, because now things have become public. Things that 
we assumed, I know I assumed, I know Mike assumed, I don't know if you assumed all these things were, these type of things were going on in management, but you know, this is now just more wood on the fire, as I've mentioned before. So nothing in my mind has changed other than the fact that now there's more things coming to light that are adding to, to the problems that we already had. And of course, we knew what they were. They were, they were the guys that are running the show in this organization. And it's just going to be, you know, it just became a more difficult decision for anybody to make to come to this organization and coach it under what they're dealing with right above them. It, that, that's tough. It's, it's really tough. I would never do it. Not in a million years. Not in a million years. I just wouldn't do it. Big money involved, Lou. Yeah, well, yep. Mike, there's money elsewhere. That's all I could tell you. There's money elsewhere. I mean, damn, you know what? <laughs> you guys, Dan Quinn stood where he was, right? <laughs> Who else stood where he was? He's like, you know what? I don't need, a fri- need to right. be a friggin' head coach. I don't need that, you know, that extra money. Yeah, but Jerry Jones, I'm sure, took care of it. Well, the Michigan boy Harbaugh isn't coming either. Minnesota, Mr. Ross's like, buddy, right? He's uh, he's going to be a Minnesota boy. So, yep. So there you have it. I mean, you know, money, Mike. There's money in a lot of different places. You know, it, it's you know, it is what it is. I mean, I know there's an opportunity here to coach, but I mean, you know, all the things that we discussed last week in regard to would you want to be under Greer and under Ross and coaching this team? No. I said it last week, and now with all of this going forward, it's a double no. It's, it's a maybe no. a triple no. Yeah, you know. So anyway, well, somebody will take it. We'll find out who eventually. <laughs> Wait, do you put a lot of like it? You put a lot of wood on the fire down there in Florida. You mentioned that a couple of times this episode. That wood on the fire thing. That sounds like an Iowa thing. I, I need to go put some more wood on the fire right now. It's do like, you like this one better, like Daniel? Icing here. on the cake. Well. <laughs> Grease uh, on the wheel. They, they're all the what, same, right? What, you know, I guess, yeah, they all mean the same oh, thing. I think it depends you know, on where you're from, which one you use more often. You're- syrup on the pancakes. I mean, what you know, you, you know huh. take it any way you want. That's new. <laughs> That's just the yeah, one. Yeah, that is new. Well, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to close <laughs> the show, Lewis. <laughs> okay. Daniel, do you want to start with Mike again this week when he tries to close the show and we continue to talk through it? Yeah. That's why I went with the wood on the fire reference and <laughs> talked about being cold here in Iowa. I need to go get some wood on the fire. Let's just hope we have something, something positive going forward. Something, guys. Just what could something. possibly happen well, positive? I don't know, Mike. We've had a bunch of bad news in a row. So. Go to bed tonight. And before you go to sleep, start praying. <laughs> Pray. Pray to the God above that somehow, some kind of way, this Dolphin organization does something. Something. Even if it's minuscule right in Man, life. Man, we've been period. praying for that well, one for of the, One of the guys you know, we talked with said he couldn't imagine it get worse. You know, He just couldn't see it getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I told him, don't ever do that again, oh, because it can always get worse. Don't say oh, that God. And, 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 guys, it, from here, it could get worse. I mean, it we could. We start losing draft picks and stuff like that. Woo! Yeah. I mean, then, you know, as a fan base, yikes. I mean, you know, people are going to be jumping ship left and right. I mean, it's like, you know, 
I mean, wouldn't don't you feel that way at some point to where it's like, my God, what 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 more could possibly happen here? Seriously, it's well, just I, a shit. I show. know a lot of people are ready to jump teams, you know, and uh, I hate to see. Up. Yeah, I know it is. I, I hate to see people thinking that way because you know it's it's for life or it's supposed to be, but they make it awful tough. My they friends sure have asked me well. if I've thought about changing colors. And there's not a chance in the world it's going to happen, so stop asking. Yep, I'm with you. Yep. I, they make it tough. I mean, you you they do. You turn it on, you know, on Sunday, and you hope for the best. And I, I'm tired of the soap opera stuff. You know, I just want to have a good football team again that that is well respected. And and right now we're not well respected. Well, and I, that's that's my biggest problem with everything. I want I want to see a championship before I pass away. So I don't care if they win the championship happen. or not. I, I want to see. I want to see a team that's respected. Well, that's more important to me. You lived in the championship era. I did not. I was twelve. Well, so what? No, you weren't. Higher <laughs> register. What are you talking about in Mike, 1972. I was twelve. Okay, you were twelve, but they were a winning organization for the oh, next yeah. twenty yeah, years yeah, of yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about championships. Okay, because well, that's what he said. Championships are few and far between. But you, we always had respect. Yes. Whenever they were on Monday Night Football, that's all they talked about was Dan Marino, Don Shula, these type of individuals that went out, that we had the respect of the rest of the league. They knew that on any given Sunday that we were going to beat them. We were gonna, if we didn't, then we were going to compete right. above and beyond. And we didn't have this three-ring circus following us. I mean, lately... It's just one thing after another. And that is the problem. It's mistake after mistake after mistake. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and the, the, the firing of Flores, you know, regardless of whether, you know, the bottom line is, is that he was starting to bring back a little respectability to the organization and he was doing it his way and they didn't want him to do it his way. Right. And again, it falls back on the things I discussed last week to where, who would want to come into this situation if they can't do it the way they want to do it? That they're going to be dictated to some extent as to what, you know, what is going to be done. And Flores was was totally against that. Um, you know, the whole all the other stuff is, you know, is basically, you know, I don't understand why he didn't walk away from the job you know, after that initial season. But again, you know, that, that was his decision to make. Well, let yeah. me say this, fellas. There is always hope, and fortunes can change quickly. Just they look can. at the Cincinnati Bengals, which we did not talk about this week because of all of the negativity surrounding this civil suit, um, this class, act, class action lawsuit. But congratulations to the Bengals and the Rams. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, well... You know, we'll got a pick Super it up, Bowl I watch in a couple of weeks. I've got so no reason what? to congratulate Listen, them. <laughs> we've got we've got next week because there's a week in there's exactly. no games this weekend. So we yeah, have but next week we have a coach to announce. Yeah, huh? we'll see. Huh? Let's do we'll it. see. This is going to be drawn out quite a bit, I think. All right, we'll guys. All right. Thanks for joining me this evening. Well, it was fun, and- gentlemen. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll be back, as we said, next week. I'm going to go put some logs and on the until fire. Until then, fins up. Fins up. Fins up. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and 
the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.